wonder if they're going to pick up on the recording. This is the Common Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kern. It is December 31st, and we are about four minutes away from ringing in the new year, 2018. The episode you are about to listen to, it is me and my friend Trent. We're at the studio, kind of recapped 2017, talked about some events and some things that happened, talked about our lives, talked about uh, various events that had impact on 2017 and we what we thought the future 2018 and beyond was going to hold. And I'm spending my New Year's Eve at home with my babe, my girlfriend, who's over there on the couch, because we party and we know how to have good times. <laughs> and it's fucking cold outside. It's literally like 10 degrees outside. That's why we're not doing anything. That's the honest to God truth. It's snowing here in Austin, Texas, which rarely happens. But on New Year's Eve 2017, it snows pretty good. Everything's covered in white. Uh, it's really fucking cold. And yeah. What do you have to say about it, babe? Cold. She says it's cold. That's all she has to say about it. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna wait. We're gonna we're gonna do the the countdown live. I figured this would be a cool little intro. The official intro outro of 2017 into 2018. And it'll be the intro to this episode. Um, but yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, it was in place of one of the solo episodes I was going to do. So it's only an hour long. Uh, a little over maybe. But we had a really good discussion. I enjoyed it. I like having Trent on. I'm going to try to figure out a way to work him in. I guess consistently, I don't know, have him be like producer. Being in a studio is kind of nice because we get to kind of play with things and we get to check shit out and there's a little bit more options as far as what we can do to like set up and, and, and access to equipment and things like that. Um, and we do the Austin Live and Local live streams on Thursdays as well. So we are just at the studio like all day pretty much and... It's Thursdays is the day that I record and he's going to be there like constantly. So it makes sense just to have him on the podcast. I just don't know how I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to change this format. It's weird. It's a ever changing, ever growing, ever evolving project. We kind of talk about it. We kind of talk about that on the podcast a little bit, which is kind of cool. We also talk about aliens a little bit, which is interesting. Um, and how you shouldn't have a new year's resolution you should have just goals in general that you try to follow. I don't know if we touched on that too much, but we alluded to that. We alluded to the fact that you shouldn't just wait for the new year, new you attitude. It should be every day you try to do something a little bit better. Um, someone that um, I can go to for that has been my girlfriend, Becca. I'm not just saying that because she's over there on the couch, Snapchatting herself. Uh, but it's true. She has been a badass for the last year, working hard at school and um, also working a job, so literally only having one day off a week to do anything, and she has stayed up on her studies and stayed up on her reading, and outside of her school, she is progressing and becoming more and more beautiful and powerful every single day, and I love her, and she's awesome, and uh, she motivates me to, to stay busy and keep doing shit like this, and I appreciate it, babe. Um, and she does, every single day, she tries to better herself in some way some form or fashion and I appreciate that and it motivates me 
and yeah, she's awesome for it. So I think that's what people should try to do every single day. That was my message, and I'm just going <laughs> to make her feel super cheesy about it because I know she's listening. Um, <clears throat> but it's true. You should just try to be better every single day. Don't wait for the beginning of 2018. But if there's any time to start, the beginning of 2018 is the time. And it is about 33 seconds away. So for us here in Texas, California's still got two hours. Um, uh, well, we're going to do the countdown here on the computer. Like 19 seconds. Eight, well, I guess we can do the TV one. I didn't know they were going to do a countdown for us, too. Oh, New Year's Kiss. Yes, we're doing that too. Um, yeah, we're going to have a uh, Patreon coming up soon. We are going to have some... Uh, we're going to definitely pitch the products a little bit better. I'm going to come back in 2018 with you guys every Thursday. Uh, no, um, says New York no, it's fine. We can do the countdown. We'll countdown New York ahead. is ahead and yet behind. New York is ahead and behind. It actually does say midnight on my computer. And on my phone. But it's still doing... Six, see, this seven, countdown... Six, six five... five. Four, three, happy New Year's, ladies and gentlemen. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. That was me kissing on recording, and I'm putting that up. That's the thing. Love you guys. Thank you for the support for the Comic Chaos Podcast. This was 2017. We're not at it a full year, but we're at it for long enough to know that I'm going to keep this bad boy going, and I'm excited for it. Hope everybody has... Uh, has a great year, makes the most out of every all the days that they have. Every day they wake up, be your best, live your truth, and do it. <laughs> live your truth. Live your truth. We're making that a thing. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, CommonChaos.net for all your merch and Common Chaos needs. iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, a follow, a share, a subscribe, comments, feedback, anything. We want it. We love it. Here you guys go. The episode with me. And Sir Trent Knox. I assure you that hell is not a myth. We both vacation. Hell is not a myth. Now we're live okay. for a second time. How long did you have that recording for? I don't know for a while. It was interesting. I am your Set host. This is Brian Kern, Common Cast Podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Trent again. Um, I don't know where I'm really going with Common Cast Podcast. That's kind of what we were just talking about. And I'm being super picky about the format I want to take and what I want to do and what I want to do it on and who I want involved with it and what, uh, I guess, boundaries I want to try to overcome and try new things and just get it out there but I'm also cautious again because people listen and people watch and you know I don't want to say anything especially nowadays when everybody has evidence of everything I don't want to say anything that may come off as sending the wrong message you know what I'm saying I just so I feel like I have to be cautious man so I'm going a little bit out of my realm and having Trent on again although uh kind of like keeping the same format as the solo episodes go i guess i don't know so i'm just gonna talk about stuff and, ch- and trent's gonna chime in and give me his two cents about what he thinks about things and he he what i really want to promote right now is trent's talk show which is a podcast that is in five minute format on what everything right my day to day life no, 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 but I mean formats. Sorry, iTunes, Oh, Stitcher. yeah, it's on everything. Yeah, and so Trent gets on there and just I don't think it's on Stitcher. 
It's on some other weird podcast network. Playcast or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he gets on there and rants and raves about things, and he's got a real good one up there today about uh, UPS and other things. So we've been kind of hanging out today, doing some business stuff, got some promotional materials for Awesome Live and Local Babe, um, and saw him get pretty dirty on some NBA 2K17. I was, I was worried. That was nasty. I was worried you are going to bring it up. Oh. Mm. Got me feeling all jolly inside. I think Trent should start, like, beefing with people online. I'm not beefing with nobody. Be, I think he should. <laughs> I think he should start a league. He's and, hyping this up. It wasn't um, that good. Oh, it, was, it wasn't that good. I don't know. I don't know video. I haven't played video games in forever, but. It's cool, though. Um, yeah, man, just getting things done. 2017 is over. That was going to be the theme of this episode. Um, and basically, I was just going to cover the order and the chaos that was in 2017 man i feel like this is probably one of those years that people are going to look back on and uh have some sort of tie-in to an emotional response or uh you know there people are going to feel this year for a while obviously there's a ton of tragedies and a bunch of nonsense as always uh trump's first year as president which was kind of interesting to watch unfold um but there's a lot of good things i think that came out of it i think that there's a lot of uh, social issues that are being addressed that need to be addressed and need to i think make their way out of certain narratives in the media and i don't, I don't know the hollywood thing is a, is a big topic that i think a lot of people are are tying into and you being i guess involved somewhat in that industry for a while like how do you feel that's gonna have do you think that's gonna have a lasting impact do you think this time next year we're still gonna be talking about harassment in the workplace and harassment in hollywood and all these predators because it's obviously if anything it's shed light on how prevalent it is like harassment in general not just hollywood hollywood just happens to be the in the limelight because it's fucking hollywood it's always in the limelight and but i was talking to Rashawn about it and it probably is just as frequent in like everyday life right mm-hmm. so i think it has like that positive aspect because it's allowing women and people to come out and speak up but that's my opinion i don't know if you see it differently do you do you think it's gonna affect people Long i've never term. personally experienced it i've never seen any casting couches or anything like that you know i think that it, like any industry there's a, lo- a a smaller uh, percentage of female uh, actors or actresses. Really? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say it's like 50-50? Mm-hmm. There's probably just as many women trying yeah. to get acting jobs as there are men, man. Oh, working? Yeah. Wor- I'm talking about working. Like working actresses and working men. When you look on look at TV, it's not women. It's mostly men. I mean, that's. I don't think that's necessarily true. What about the kings and queens? I mean, she got huge off of that. Uh, SNL right now, like all the chicks that are in Bridesmaids. I mean, it's, it's no, very female it, focused. Yeah, but I still think that the amount of screen time that men get to females, okay. yeah, it's more men. Yeah, that makes sense. But Just overall, I don't think it's any different. I think uh, sex sells. The yeah. idea. Yeah. That there's some some nefarious con- uh, interactions going on. It's not surprising almost, which kind of sucks, but at the same time. It just helps the industry. It, it, helps, it helps any industry. That's a good point. Yeah, I feel kind of, I still feel kind of weird. Like If you found out that, if you found out that the iPhone was made with 
you know, nefarious sexual harassment cases, people are still going to buy the iPhone. Yeah, that falls more, I think, into the line of necessity, though. The iPhone does so much. People can cut out movies. People can cut out TV. Your iPhone, that's your connection to everything, business, whatever it may be. My phone. I mean, and a lot of people, I don't know. I think it's something that... Uh, more recently, uh, what do you think about this whole iPhone shenanigans? They just, uh, today on the CNN, they just they announced an apology, and they're doing like $30 battery replacements. So, yeah, if you're... Oh. First of all, if I can, being in, the tech, in that industry, I guess... Uh, there's a reason behind why they're slowing your phones down. As, no phones, as phones get older, they need to take on bigger loads, such as operating system updates, app updates, and especially iPhone. iPhone has one update for everybody. It's not Android, where if you have a low-grade phone or a mid-grade phone, you're getting some shitty uh, operating system update that only you know formats to a few apps and doesn't really do much for the performance of your phone. If anything, bogs it down. You know, Android's serving, servicing so many different manufacturers and so many different models of phones, and the app developer de- developers themselves have to come out with all these different variations and versions to format this phone and that phone and different bullshit that other devices have, whereas iPhone's doing one drop, everybody gets it, and you either choose to do it or not. It's dependent on how you feel about it, but it's just common sense. Batteries aren't going to last forever. Your battery is going to fucking have a, a, an effect, especially over time, just like batteries in anything else, your car, your remote, just like anything, batteries run out. Okay, so as these operating systems come out, yes, they need to affect the way that they perform in order to conserve your battery life, or your phones just wouldn't work, plain and simple, because they're adding so much at a time older phones aren't getting treated you know it is an industry where you do have to upgrade you do have to stay with the times mm-hmm. and people don't understand that and they think that there is some nefarious behind the scenes corporate greed where they're slowing phones down and does it have to do with net i've had people relating it to net neutrality because of that of all that that's been going on and no you just fucking understand what you're doing like i don't know a whole lot about cars so when i go into like AutoZone and places like that i generally try to ask questions so when I'm getting things done, I can relate back and go, okay, I need this, I, and try to learn about it. People mm-hmm. don't with phones. They just stand, they don't with a lot of things. Phones is one. They just expect their phone to work and to be fucking perfect and fantastic. They don't understand that it's a fucking computer in your pocket, and just like computer performance, it is going to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's my rant on that. Sorry. So what were you well, I wanna, I wanna <laughs> your two cents that about further, that? Though. Um, and, oh, my two cents real quick because I've been thinking about it is that I feel way different uh, taking out this being a project of mine. Okay. I feel like it, having a conversation with you about on your project is totally different because we have to kind of work with the means. So this is different. So for instance, like I'm thinking, yeah, they're slowing down our phones for whatever, whether it's not nefarious or not, whatever. And it's we're, not though. Let's make it, let's make it clear though. It's not... It, but it don't is. give the conspiracy theorist reason to. It is in the fact that they're not pushing out a notification saying, one month from now, we're slowing down the phone. That is true. Yeah, they could make it more public knowledge. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And of course, that's going to take a hit on their pocket if someone's still using the fucking 5S. Absolutely. No, they want people in the 10, they want people in their mm-hmm. new products. Yeah. That exactly. is true. That is true. Or making an incentive. Hey, look, we're, we're going to be slowing down your phone. For this period of time, we'll give you a discount on upgrading. Mo- I didn't read their whole thing, but I think that's the route but they're the going. Way that, the way that they're doing that now is pushing it to the to the, mo- the networks, the carriers, to get the deal. Okay. 
Well, I, I, no, what they bad. announced today, yeah. I think what they announced today is they're little, doing it's a It's a little late. I mean, they just broke the news last week. They just that article came out last week. It was, but that's been a a, a recurrent, reoccurring subject that for has years. finally been addressed. Right, right. Yeah. That's true. That the is true. Marks or whatever of the thing. Yeah. Okay. Now that I said that, is that we're here doing a podcast. Right. And it just so happens that you invited me to do it instead of you doing it solo. Uh, the. I feel like we're moving. F- Closer to where, and people always say this, we're moving closer to a, a time where we'll be less face-to-face uh, in our communication. Right. So we're in our phones. You know, we're doing virtual reality. We'll be more likely to, to interact with AI than we will with, like, a, uh, a, I guess a human or, or that's like the in, incorrect way to say it because at a what biological point in time, person a biological like, so at what point in time is it that we're gonna get the wool pulled over our eyes and we'll be like am i talking to a biological person or an so AI? this is i mean with chatbots especially like the, yeah and they obviously rogan and a bunch of podcasts like that uh talk about it they just had a the the shrimp fest did you listen to that one Mm-mm. with um christopher ryan which is the author of sex at dawn and he also has tangentially speaking um, and, uh, oh my God, man, what's his name? Duncan Trussell. And, um, they were talking about that. Like, so if I think if there's anything that's come out of 2017 and we'll get to, the, there's two things that I think need to definitely have attention on them now and attention needs to be carried over into the very near future and the distant future. And they need to be approached as new things. We need to, it's like discovering fire. When they discovered fire, that opened up their world to a whole new scale of events, things that that was like a, a almost going through like a portal into another world almost, right? Because the opportunities it presented mm-hmm. with these two things: one, the um, innovation and growth of AI and virtual reality and augmented reality, and two. The very fact that the Department of Defense was pretty much like, hey, there's an alien program that we've been funding for quite some time, and it's to basically investigate alien stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to that because that's one of the main points I want to talk about. But 2017 has shown us a lot of advancements in the realm of technology. Mm -hmm. And I think that AI, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, all that stuff grew so much in 2017, and it's only going to get more scary. And I think there's definitely going to be an emergence and I've tried to get, I have a, a buddy of mine, his name is Jason Ross. He works for Samsung. He's very intellectual. And another buddy of mine, Lency Manchu, I want both of them on. They're very, very intellectual and they know a shit ton of more stuff than I do. But they're very into like the cyborg reality and this, right. this integration of biology and robot uh-huh. and machine. And Rogan posted the other day, he's like, we are all fucked. And he posted a, ro- a video of a robot doing push-ups. And yeah. I guess it sweat cools its motors down. That's, yeah. oh, dude, it's, come on. If it doesn't go, what other options do we have? Well, it's, That has to be the way we go. That's interesting. That has to be that the way up, we progress. It's interesting because it seems so fragmented to me. Like, for instance, Honda built their robot and it could, like, do certain types of tasks. Uh, I think... Uh, What's that arms company? Not Raytheon, but Halliburton. One of those built, like, the dog. 
that can run. Boston Dynamics, Boston and then Dynamics. they got purchased. But didn't they? I thought I thought Google or somebody bought Boston Dynamics, Whatever. and now that's you know, their robot. It was like robot. an arms company that right, built right. it. And then uh, recently, some some company in Saudi, not Saudi Arabia, but uh, did you hear what Saudi Iran, Arabia just proposed Iran, though? Or maybe in Saudi Arabia that built the the AI. That is the first citizen. The first citizen. That was Saudi Arabia, right. and so they just—they also just uh, announced plans for a five hundred billion dollar city mm. that accepts all religions and races, and is going to be fully autonomous. Um, all uh, natural resources, renewable energy, all that. I mean, all renewable energy, not natural. So no oil. Um, maybe natural gas, but yeah, they're gonna. It's no oil. It's all electricity, all solar, all wind. And it's mm. this proposed utopian city that they want to build, where everybody's gonna be accepted. And I mean, the whole grounds of it is is technology. The fact that we're using ways so, to harvest, you know, power from the sun, wind, whatever it may be. Uh, I definitely think like desalination of ocean water should be something that a lot of people are focusing on. Just but the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. droughts and shit are pretty rampant now and they're projecting a lot more over the course of the next 50 years. That's another huge thing that they announced this year. That report got released with like the 15,000 scientists that talked about we're pretty much on the brink of just no return. Like we're not going to be able to pull the planet back from all the devastation and damage we're doing to it, especially at the rate that we're currently moving, mm-hmm. um, especially us pulling out of the EPA and things like that. So I don't see how we're not going towards that that uh blade runner utopian robotic everything's electronic we're in little domes we've got to be going that way like i'm saying like how are you going to be able to differentiate between a biological reality and an an artificial reality there's no there's no way i mean that's not gonna happen stupid stupid thing to say because that's what we are already in we are in an artificial reality yeah but to the point where right now you almost you have the you have the option yourself if you want to go off the grid and live in a forest and build right. fires and, you know, hunt and fish and live off the land and be completely disconnected. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that in the very near future, you may not have that option. You may not have the ability to go off the grid. And that's like a, a lot of people's well, Armageddon fear, I think. What's the, the movie that, that they dis, they disconnect from the system? I mean, it's Matrix. It's every single one. Every movie of they, all time. Every single science fiction movie. That somebody disconnects from the system, right, and they're off the grid, right, or, or whatever. I mean, they're later, tracking them down. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. It, it seems strange to me that Saudi Arabia would build such a thing because the, the powers that be have uh, instilled in in societies that are Westernized that Saudi Arabia isn't Westernized, that it's uh, that it's got uh, Sharia law, and you know that seems that seems counterculture to what they're. I think there's there the the powers that be have told us. I mean, things change. Yeah, I think that's the way it probably was. But so for didn't the, they just this year allow women to drive? I have no idea. I, they're one of those countries that I mean, we there's a very I would I would bet a good portion of money that there is a good chunk of American wealth in Saudi Arabia. Well, so it yeah. I mean, I I mean know that people are aware of that, but I'm betting that there's probably more than what people think mm-hmm. whether it be through uh, like you know nefarious means or whatever we're using that word a lot i, I don't want to overuse it but yeah whether it be for bad things or good things just to make it simple there's a lot of western money aka american money 
in Saudi Arabia, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense for them to appease that culture. You know, America's this melting pot right now of acceptance and everybody being allowed and, you know, we're pissed off because Trump takes us out of the EPA and or disbands, you know, stops funding the EPA and takes us out of the climate control, whatever, you know, out of UN. But we're basically this odd duck that doesn't want to participate in making the planet a better place for everybody. So why not build this gigantic utopia that America is probably going to have a good part in funding so everybody can live happy? I mean, that's kind of far-fetched, but it makes sense. If that's their goal, if they want to make it a city where everybody's welcome and everybody's going to be, yeah, why not do that? It's... It would what's, be wrong to say they can't progress in 10 years, what it took other cultures and other places to progress in 100 years or 1,000 years. Like, who's to say that they wouldn't be the perfect melting pot for just a bunch of different people? If that would work, who knows? It may last a year, and then all of a sudden there's riots, and people go ape shit crazy, and all of a sudden they're fighting about everything again, and then they all go back to their own countries and kind of chill out. Or it's oh, a perfect you know utopia what? where people love it, and it lasts forever, and it grows, and it becomes the new world. Who knows? Who knows? Illuminati. It sounds like a mirage. In Saudi Arabia, go figure. Is that my phone that's vibrating while we're live? Yeah. I think it is. I don't know. We'll have oh, to... Well. Missing this call. Yeah. Hoping it knock, doesn't knock the camera huh. down. But uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before we go that route or we just kill each other, kill everything off because we're going crazy. True. I think more so right now we're concerned in America about... Uh, <clears throat> about social concepts. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look what happened. Everybody, everybody loved Eminem. All yeah. of a sudden, flipped the biscuit. Nobody loves Eminem. Industry doesn't love Eminem. Fans don't love Eminem. And I want to know why. I have no idea why. Do you think a lot of it has to do with, like, I, I wouldn't call it confirmation bias, but a trend. Is it a trendy not to like Eminem? Can oh, I be yes. honest? Yes. I don't. I personally do not. I haven't listened to anything post Encore. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to listen to this one. You played it for us last week when we were going home and made me listen to it. And I don't like that he copies like people's patterns. And I don't know. I don't feel like he's saying anything different, which normally should be good but at this point in my opinion it is the same shit that was on encore maybe a little bit more politically driven but it's not like anything groundbreaking or oh my god eminem's back and he's revolutionizing but again i'm half in the door on hip-hop so mm -hmm. i'm one foot in on that so. i don't know but that's why i don't is it trendy because my am, am i saying trendy oh, yes. shit yeah okay so then now i'm just oh yeah trendy uh, not to like him probably nobody likes him the industry doesn't like him the djs don't like him nobody likes him is he being nope. too real, maybe? I don't think that's what it is. I think that it's they want to put they want to set expectations that he's gonna do, go one direction, and he's going that direction, but that's not authentic enough. Is his narrative not matching what's? No, it's like it's like they want him to sort support uh, black cultural movements right. or. Uh, whatever that is, but then when he does that, it's like, oh, you, that's cheesy, that's corny, hmm. that's corny. You're going, you're trying too hard. Okay, you know, yeah. But on the on the flip side, if he went the other direction, that he would he would receive praise maybe or maybe not from uh from not the right 
demographic of people. I mean, he didn't do too well from like the the week's record sales from what it oh, seemed no, like. Under, he was third, way right? under. I know it was way under, but Jeezy. he wasn't even. Yeah, and then and then Jeezy. Yep, and then him. And he then, was third. Yep. Well, no, I think uh, I think there was another record that outsold him. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Cardi B. Mm. Cardi That's right. B. So yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> What he's saying is is just not part of the culture. Culture doesn't care about that shit. At least not the culture now. Maybe they did back when Bush was running things and it was post-2001, like immediately post-2001. If he's not talking about Yeezys, if he's not talking, which is ironic because... Uh, did you hear, did you listen to Dedication 6 yet? I did. Yeah, what'd you think? Trash. Wow. Oh. Trash. Okay. It's overplayed, man. Overplayed. He needs to come with some... Something that's he had features on there that were were good. There were features on there that were were subject matter on point, which makes me think now because Dr. Carter, think back to that. He's like, he's trying to wake up hip hop artists, and then he puts out a trash mixtape. You're supposed to be the leader of the new school. Still, still, if you get DJ drama. Is the leader of DJs for New School? Right. If you if you want to do a collab tape with the person who puts on every single uh, every single hip hop artist that's gonna take off with the what should we call it? How's that called? The, the cipher? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The B, not the BET one. Uh, oh, I don't know. What whatever that about. one's called, the the complex or the. Oh, no, I don't know. Whatever, yeah. whatever that one's <laughs> called, the the magazine, hip hop magazine, top five artists or whatever. He's the one who does the DJ for it. He's the DJ for that cypher. And he puts on all those artists. All the artists that come out of, out of that are the ones that succeed. You went way Ray, too deep for me. Uh, Rich Homie Kwan, you know, uh, Black Bear. Yeah, too deep. Everybody. I like Black Bear. Yeah, but he's the one who's like, fuck Yeezys. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't know how well he did. When it comes to numbers, I don't know really know. I listened to his album. Because I like Gucci, uh, Gucci Lennon. I yeah. like that song. It was good. But I'm, I've been rota- on rotation with uh, g Easy's new album. Yeah, I brought that up to somebody the other day, and they're like, garbage. And then I just stopped talking about it. So. You're talking about Joaquin? Yep. <laughs> I mean. That's exactly what I'm talking about. He, he likes, I like a lot of tracks that he likes. Yeah. I like yeah. his Travis Scott plays. I like, um, I like his Black Bear plays. I like his Black plays. Yeah. There's just some things that I think are, I think he's more East Coast. I like, I probably lean a bit more more toward the South and the West Coast. Trent going deep on some music, man. We gotta we gotta get someone to get on that that music podcast. Get on the cipher, the the music, the radio, whatever it is. We've got. There's anybody listening that's interested whatsoever. We just need someone to play some music on like a weekly basis. On a consistent weekly basis, play some tracks from some artists. Give us your opinion on music. Well, let's Picks. let's move into a bigger topic though. Music is what makes us move. So if we get to a point at which, uh, which I feel like I'm being delivered the music that I'm trying that I'm tr- listening to through AI, because they're oh, either they're wa- they're looking at what I'm looking oh, yeah, at yeah, yeah. and yeah. then calculating back what I should listen to. Yeah. You're all, that's why this whole discussion of going into like this weird utopia that's completely mechanical or plugged in. How am I gonna How am I gonna get, be reached by a black 
or by a little peep or by that, whatever that is in the system. Right. That cog has to be greased. Like, what if you like everything? What if you like a little bit of every yeah. single type of flavor? What is going to generate from that? You know? I don't know, man. I have I no know. idea. But I do know that country music is oh, what no. I grew up on. Nope. I'm not going down the to country The problem musical. with country music now is it's gotten so gay. <laughs> like, it's gotten way too gay. It's It's a boys club. And if it's not only that, but... If it, because it used to be that female hip, uh, uh, female country artists were top selling country artists, right? Like Dolly Parton, Reba, Reba McIntyre, McIntyre. Yep. all uh, Shania Twain, yep. all of those. Shania artists, Twain headline stagecoaches here. See, all those artists were singing about the culture, right? Culture shifts. Speaking of stagecoach, uh, back in the desert, Coachella, Eminem's rumored to headline Coachella. Culture shifts. <laughs> And nobody wants to see a white artist on stage. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's unless you're playing a drum kit. But uh, see, you say that. You say that. But what are the people that are gonna go to the Eminem Eminem shows go for? They're gonna go for the Marshall Mathers LP shit. They're gonna go for the Slim Shady LP stuff. They're gonna go for the old. I bet you they don't yeah, even go for play. Eminem. They go for whoever is also. Well, he, who's, who's he bringing out right now? He's got a pretty big tour. Uh, Coachella. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, Coachella's names. Coachella's just names. Names on names on names on names on names. Coachella's 100% so probably gonna do what? the best music festival on the planet. He's going to play where? Uh, he's going on tour. He's going on a pretty big no, I mean, worldwide tour, I nationwide mean, tour. You said he's going to play where? He's rumored to headline Coachella next year. See, I just don't see one that, of the that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I yeah. would think that Coachella like does that with everybody. You, whoever the big shit, and they're probably Jay Z. They're they're his gonna album was a fucking. They're gonna throw some other intermediate festival between that and Stagecoach again, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's got some other crazy artist on there. The headline they did That's the retarded. desert trip last year, which was like all the oldies, Paul McCartney, uh-huh. all these old dudes. Um, hmm. They'll throw someone else in there, but when you say music, mm-hmm. I think cultures are you're being fed all this new stuff through AI. But you're going to always resonate with a certain style of music or you're going to have a certain style of music bring out different feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people attached to music like who what older people do you really know that are constantly rotating new music constantly new genres, new styles, new, especially now. Like you never obviously with music being all digital, you can listen to different shit all the time, new different shit all the time. But Older are people really listening, or is it just background music? Is it people yeah. that are actually out there looking for, or are they okay with that AI-fed loop? Because oh, it's eventually going to be saying. like a radio loop. Mm-hmm. A radio, there's 20 tracks, they just yep. loop over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. That AI, if you listen to Spotify long enough, it repeats songs. If you listen yep. to Pandora, Pandora is the worst. Pandora has the worst random integration ever. Mm-hmm. Spotify is pretty spot on, but once you get that three, four-hour mix, you know, you're repeating a song. Mm-hmm. You're playing... But I don't the same even, three artists. I think you're, you're giving of, older generations uh, way more benefit of the doubt. No, okay, so I say that as you get older, you kind of lose taste in newer music because generations change. So you kind of have to relate back to that older music, right? You have mm-hmm. to relate back to the music. I relate to mid-thousands emo. That's what I go back to when I like whatever, for whatever reason, I can always relate to that as growing well, up. That was my angst. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a music fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a musician. I play. Uh, it's in my blood to be keen on music. Can I kind of can direct you in a, in a direction? Uh, in that music, uh, especially when we were growing up, was was uh, delivered to us through the radio. It was. 
And then now I want to twist that to what you're talking about is because you're really interested in rock music, or at least more heavy metal, is that when, I guess it was seven years back, Rob Zombie put out that track, Dead City Radiohead. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So I think That was like older, his first track in like a long time. Long he, time. Yeah. So older generations are still uh, programmed to continue to listen to DJs off the radio. People are always going to do that too, though. And I mean, there's always going to be that, that... I think that'll be like the Shangri-La of music. Because you want to go mean, back the industry, and The music like, industry itself is so difficult. To, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I feel a lot of music stale. I feel a lot of music's generic. I feel a lot of music kind of plays off other style of music. And that's across all genres. And you mm-hmm. see that. You see like Warp Tour next year, 2018 is last year. They're doing the National Warp Tour on its large scale where they have 50, bland, 50 plus bands, ton of sponsors, crazy parties, shit like that. Like they're mm-hmm. stopping. It was... I think it started in 94, 95, 23, 24 years of Are they losing sponsorship or something? I mean, there's so many artists and, and members of bands that have been caught up in, in scandals and shit, allegations. People are getting called out left and right. That mm-hmm. took a big hit. And a lot of it's music that, you know, is is that scene. It's the rock star band, style, band lifestyle. Well, on that and, and the people that are coming out and uh, that – Especially that type of metal and emo and hardcore that targets that's your feels that's your 15 16 year old angst that's why I relate back to it because mm-hmm. that's what I listened to growing up and I was emotional and pissed off all the time and angry at everybody and fuck the world and that's who they still speak to so there's just been a barrage of people coming forward about just sleazy dudes and uh, my buddy Matt we talked about it for a minute hmm. um, and he, he actually he's very vocal about it. Uh, Matt Musselwhite on Facebook, and he, he's a tour bus driver, and he'll he'll be on the on the podcast here soon. But he he speaks out on it a lot because it is man, it's constant, and that's just you know, there's that. It's a dying scene, mm-hmm. music stale, bands are copying each other. It's just a matter of time before it dies out. But there's a handful of bands from that style that are gonna progress into the future, and they could release an album in ten years, and people are gonna be excited about it. Uh, What's his face from Led Zeppelin just said that there's probably gonna be a bunch of new music that's going to be dropped that they never released because there's still that staple of like old Led Zeppelin fans. Mm -hmm. But are people eventually going to stop caring about the content to what they're listening to as long as whatever they're listening to fuels their... I don't even want to talk about that because that's like... (laughs) Hip-hop took over like the most... Whatever, what was it? The most popular genre of music. music, yeah. And, And what bothered me about that was that... Uh... Bands like a Led Zeppelin or like a ZZ Top or like a Black Sabbath or anything like that, they their numbers aren't going to be consistent with what uh, a Jay-Z or, or something like that because even though they're relatively the same uh, catalog of music, it's just not even going to – it's not going to stay – Relevant. The the relevancy is where things are right now, I guess. But then, for instance, like Little Peep dying, you know, that <clears throat> that was that's I mean, the trend another, of rock music. Another tragedy of 2017. Fuck, man, 2017 was rough. We've literally covered all negative shit. For well, don't the most you think part so? Right what? That's the trend of where. Well, I the way that I see rock music or 
or wh whatever case is that they'll they'll cop out to the same uh, downfalls of, every, of of music right now is that it's digitally produced. Rock music traditionally seen as like a instrument instrumental, and I I think that that's why when we talked about music being stale and so is country music, but redundant like who isn't making music in their bedroom what do we know. get we get a lot of people that just rap over other people's beats like that's a thing oh you that's know like what i just popular. thought about little peep after that what lincoln park oh that's that's up there with like my top five worst moments in life and mm -hmm. definitely takes the cake i think for 2017 outside of of course like the hurricane and the shootings but like okay i'll re i'll restructure that later but Chester Bennington affected me for sure way more than Chris Cornell did, but it was Linkin Park. Like, that's the staple of my youth was Linkin Park for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That sucked. That was that was a shitty part of 2017 for sure. Um, and it's – that was – yeah, that was a suicide though. I mean, Little Peeps more overdosed. How are you relating them to why, – why did that – just saying, Both of them like this year, though. That, 2017 was rough with people, Aaron man. People Hernandez. dying. Aaron Hernandez did that earlier this year. The shooting in Vegas wasn't fucking cool. The Paris shooting sucked. Everything about everything sucked, man. Like, there wasn't one month where there wasn't some sort of, like, devastating piece of news. Mm -hmm. Net neutrality ravaging people, like, just... You know, and that's that's another thing that sucks too is the more we become plugged into things. Not one shooting, two shootings. No, oh, there's been multiple shootings. The church shooting in Texas. Mm -hmm. There was the Vegas shooting. There was the there was something in London or Paris, right, where mm -hmm. they ran people over in a van on yeah. the bridge in Paris. They twice. hit. Twice. No, yeah, that happened twice. I think there's been two different events. There was well, there was the van in uh, Italy that's too, like wasn't that this year? Kind of in New York too, the U-Haul truck driver in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ran over the bike list. Fuck people, man. Yeah. Fuck people. And what sucks, the net neutrality thing. Like, I think that as much as you saw a public figure speaking out against it, and a lot of people coming forward and saying, hey, we need net neutrality. This is something that we can't let be controlled or censored or, or centralized, whatever it is. Uh, <clears throat> we have to I – I don't think there was enough attention on it. I don't think there was because I definitely think there could have been some a different outcome. And it's scary because the more we become plugged in, well, I think the more, more like control we're giving to people. Well, think about that utopian society. How much is it going to cost to subscribe to live there? Exactly, and so and you say all races. That's another thing that I questioned about it. You say all races and religion are, and religions are going to be welcome. Wh who isn't welcome? When do you start ousting people? When do you say no? You're going to have to to someone. Mm -hmm. Someone's going. There's going to be a ban on somebody getting in. Mm -hmm. Just like there is everywhere. Make it a Muslim ban. You Wouldn't know, the travel ban, that, that was another 2017, like, you know, there were protests. Right. There was protests all over airports this year because of the travel ban. And that's something that America, who was founded off people getting over here and leaving their shitty places and starting something cool, was founded on. And now you're talking about making this other place that's going to allow everybody. There's going to be someone. Someone's going to be blacklisted. Yeah. I just don't know who. I'm looking up here and they got Tim Ferriss' book. <laughs> they do. Dude, Tim Ferriss is a G. He's doing a, he's doing a talk out here. It's Tim Ferriss. And, oh, I thought that was another author. Tim Ferriss and another guy are doing like a master class. Really? Yeah. I just mean, I mean, things have changed entrepreneurially. Tax going down. 
you know, there's a lot of good things that happen, but just just as many bad things. I think the bad definitely outweighed the good. I mean, some mm. of the good. Mm, it it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks, but on the on the on the, it took a tragedy with the hurricanes in uh-huh. Houston yeah. to get people to do some good. But people did. People came out in droves and did good. People, you know, we tried helping. I mean, we're in Austin. There was obviously an influx. But the of lines people. are starting to blur between people who are trying to speak out against uh, the establishment and people who are in the establishment. So those lines are starting to blur. There's instance, always going like, to be a blur. But I'm saying, like, your your far-right Alex Jones mm-hmm. is starting to look like a bad guy. I think he's always had a negative aura about him. Not, not a negative aura, a negative light. Because it's it's all too calculated now. It's, I mean, it's too just, far it, calculated. And then on the other side of things, it's way too social. It's way too <gasps> PC culture. Oh, my God. Don't see, touch I think this. That's don't touch that. Oh, my God. I don't think touch that's, something that needs don't to, that's something that needs to be addressed. And did you listen to the most recent Brett Weinstein? I don't. No. Yes, Rogan? No. Um, oh, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah where he mm-hmm. talks about kind of about the settlement. And like, dude, yeah. he, he explains it perfectly when he says that we need to break down how we're thinking about things. Mm-hmm. We need to go to that game B or whatever he was calling it. We need to re we need to stop doing things that don't work. Mm-hmm. And we need this like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is another success. So we want to talk successes of 2017. I was going to touch on the hurricane and all the good that came out of that with everybody mm-hmm. donating. We'll go back to that. But one of the probably top five biggest stories of 2017's Bitcoin. That is fucking that is blowing people's worlds away. Mm-hmm. And that is something that was a new idea, a new way of addressing currency, a new way, taking these new things that we have and mm-hmm. it, being innovative with it. We have technology, we have internet, we, we can get information in an instant. Why can't we get something else in an instant? Why are we holding paper and cards? It's a revolution. People are jumping on board for all sums of different reasons. But that's something that came from innovation and thinking in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a different, basically re what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm, I can't even think because you just have to look at it differently. You have to almost go through this weird perspective that you never would have thought of to kind of solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And all these ideas are coming from this creative thinking. And I say creative thinking in quotations because I don't really know what to call it. It's stop doing shit the way that it doesn't work. Or even if it does work, there's no reason it, uh, a way that you're doing something can change or can innovate. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin's a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way a lot of things need to be focused. And the the utopia lifestyle with the everything being dope kind of sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would work. Well, the thing about Bitcoin is this blockchain yeah. the blockchain technology, and it's based on uh, a multiple a, a, a community of people verifying that it's like fact checking. You know, you okay. got you, you got one person. Fake around. news, another big story of mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah, and it's. There you go. Getting plugged in again. Getting things instantaneously. What happens when you can't get things instantaneously anymore? Uh, oh, this, there you go. Bitcoin. You get fucking... No that's, what's so, that's what's so weird about everything right now is we're making this transition. A lot of people say 2017's over. Oh, this wait. They get to start fresh. New year. New you. Everybody mm-hmm. says it. Everybody gets that vibe. Resolutions. Yeah. But then again, three, four months roll around. Who's still keeping those good habits? Who's still... 
who's still doing those actions where they felt they were taking a stand on something. And you talk about lines being blurred and all of a sudden things are being... Well, everybody's perspective is different, though. Everybody's perspective on on <coughs> how Absolutely. something could be ch- uh, life... Uh, not life-changing, but everybody's perspective on something that can be a social change or a financial change or... Community change, whatever it is, is different. So, like, but for see instance, what they're doing is they're allowing is everybody's perspective to be like this safe haven, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And that's Maybe. what they talked about. Like, that's well, that was Brett Weinstein's whole thing with the with Evergreen College, is he was he refused to do something, and a bunch of social justice warriors came out and stood their ground and made a big scene about it, and there was a lawsuit. And oh, well, it, was it that was verified? safe spaces. Yes, yes, yes. It's news. Who verified that, though? What do you no, mean? no, no. I mean, who verified that their actions were justified? They weren't. He exactly. Just, he just won a lawsuit. But, he. I mean, okay, yes. I guess the end result is, hey, their actions weren't justified. But, I mean, he lost his job. Months and months of ridicule. He talks about it. Like, his life okay. hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. But it was... But there's got to be a better system. Oh, absolutely. A and faster verification system. Ah, yeah, yeah. But we're we're moving there. We're on our way. It's really. I th- I know I we so. are. I, I'd like to say we are. To, I, I say really because I want to give that like devils. Everybody has to understand that there that things need to be fact checked. They do, and things, things need to be verified. Yeah. Things need to be, especially now that you can get any piece of information in an instant. And mm-hmm. they were. Ju- I think they were just talking about that on Rogan too. Like you can, fake news is rampant because everybody can get fake news now. Like you have to put in work to realize what's real and what's fake, and you have to put in a little bit of effort to read between the lines, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't. Maybe that's why you get blurred lines. Maybe. Maybe nobody's reading between the lines, and that's why they don't know where they stand. You've met people like that, I'm sure, that flip-flop on every subject. It's understandable if you're going to have a conversation with someone and maybe they change your opinion or your perspective about something in light of like new evidence or a new discovery. But have you ever met those people that kind of agree with you on one thing and then you come out at them with like a rebuttal or an opposing point of view and then they automatically jump on board with that? And they kind of do that with everything. Sounds like religion. I don't think so. Absolutely not. People that are religious are kind of stubborn. There's just a No, but I mean, like, if you have a Catholic and a Protestant Muslim all in a room and you're like, you try to convince them that one, that that their ways are the same way. I was just thinking, like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not lines. Maybe it's one line. It's not like, it's not so diverse. It's like, lines aren't parallel. They intersect. You know, they're not perpendicular. I'm lost. I'm losing you. I'm just thinking, like, you trying to think that we're trying to read between these lines, but they're not going the same direction. Oh, okay. Maybe abstract. There's a little little abstract or going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That could be. That could be a way of rethinking things. Things are different. different. Things are different. So we're we're trying to look at things from a perspective that we don't necessarily agree on. So if everybody's disagreeing now, now, we just don't have the facts. We don't. We don't have the facts. We don't have the facts. If we want the facts, we got to talk to this goddamn robot. How would you? So the only thing that really, <laughs> I know, if, uh, really, like, because the robot. That's what they say. Is I've read. I've read something. Hey, recently. fucking robot! What you know about this? I've read <laughs> something recently. Is like, if anything, somebody was saying that if we gain anything from artificial intelligence, it will be a new level of consciousness, because yeah. we won't have emotion. It won't have emotion, or you can't teach a robot emotion. You can't teach a robot feeling like that innate soul. F- 
when you're sad, you're happy. Like a robot's going to do things based off an algorithm of what's good for the company or whatever type of coding it has. Um, That's the way I live. But aliens, I, just, I think, might be that way too. Like I imagine, if we if we come in contact, what if they come to the, the the planet and they're like, or the planet or this dimension or whatever, and they're like, what the fuck, robot? I know more than you do. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. So if anybody hasn't, this is we've got about I don't know. We got some time. We got about fifteen minutes left. Mm-hmm. If there is anything that flew under the radar for two thousand seventeen, it was the fact that the Department of Defense released that they have a. I believe it is called the aerospace, the international aerospace defense something. But anyways, oh, no, no, no. It's, I don't know, I don't know. It's a long word. But anyways, you can look it up. It's all over the place. Basically, the Department of Defense released uh, some documents that went into detail about a uh, program that they had that was funded by the Department of Defense that looked into uh, aerospace threats, unidentified aerospace threats, or UFOs. And... Or comets. But listen, so uh, Project Blue Book, which was a uh, classified document that was declassified and released, was Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of encounters of UFO sightings, right? And a bunch of them were written off as comets, clouds, weird shit. But they were identified as something. Yeah. But there was like 710 or 720 of them that were uh, unidentified. Mm -hmm. And so those got carried over into this program along with like new evidence uh, they released two pieces of evidence in regards to this most recent New York Times article mm-hmm. uh, that was like an F-18 fighter jet with like some weird orbiting object on it. And the uh, pilots were talking back and forth about it. Um, that was from 2004. And then they also released another piece of footage that was kind of weird. And they released a bunch of other pieces of information about how they went into people that may have been abducted, people that may, may, may have made contact. And... There's even uh, pieces that state that we're working with minerals and different elements that aren't on like the periodic that are not of this planet, pretty much like a weird alloy. So like there's there's this company in Vegas that rented up a bunch of storage space that the Department of Defense funded, and they keep a bunch of top secret metals there. It's super complex and super intertwined and super weird. But the bottom line is, they're pretty much saying they had a department that is no longer being funded by the Department of Defense, but is very much in play by members that were in the Department of Defense and members that were in the program initially. It is still operating, Mm -hmm. and it's basically taking a look at how we can use maybe this weird technology we found. And a lot of people are coming out and saying, hey, this isn't aliens, but because what they're basically doing is they're basically saying we have a bunch of things that we, A, don't know where they came from, we, B, don't know the nature of them, and we, C, don't have all the facts so as of right now, it's an unidentified threat. So this company or this department that was a part of the Department of Defense, this program takes a look at takes a look at these threats. I'm doing threats in air quotes, right? So they don't necessarily know if it's from an alien culture, but they also don't know if it's from Russia. They don't know where it's from. They just found it. it they came into contact with it. They discovered it. Somebody gave it to them, and they don't know where it came from. People are automatically Is thinking that aliens. Poorly documented. Um, no, but I mean, like, maybe they shot down a satellite, and the satellite's from unknown origins, or maybe they found something in the field. Somebody said, hey, I heard a bang last night and an explosion, and I found this. Okay, well, we don't know where it's from. We don't know if it's this, we don't know if it's that. I think it's poor documentation. It could be. It could be, but anyways, there's a department for it. And the two guys that were ahead of the department while it was being funded by the Department of Defense mm-hmm. have joined Tom DeLong's To the Stars Academy Mm-hmm. which is his company that is going to promote actual evidence 
of aliens through fiction, books, movies, things like that. Tom DeLonge went on the Joe Rogan experience earlier this year and talked about how he has all this insight to alien technology and this government program and people that are top-ranking officials. A lot of what he said was, I guess, duplicated and factually proven in this New York Times article. And the two guys that used to head this Department of Defense program are the two people that are running the To the Stars Academy with Tom DeLonge. So a bunch of people are freaking out and talking about how, oh, my God, there's aliens. We finally, this is it. This is proof the government's coming out, saying that they had a program funded for all this stuff. I'd like to believe aliens. Yes, I want to believe in aliens. That's awesome. You know a topic that's gone under the radar for a long time, and it directly associates with um, with Bitcoin, is NSA. How are we going to go from aliens to NSA? Because they're the ones scouting for information. Yeah, but I mean, to an extent. They're the ones who are listening to this and... Having the AI. Are they? Yeah. Yeah? Is it the NSA? The whole Internet of Things. Is NSA specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah? I mean, hey, man. Well, I mean, in association. Isn't the NSA a part of the Department of Defense? Well, yeah, isn't that all the Department of Defense? Sort of, but they're all. I mean, the 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 NSA. The CIA is independent, isn't it? Yeah, they're all independent entities. Right. So it's like they're the alien. I mean, in, in in a weird way of cons. I, I don't know how to even fucking... So that's my thing. Aliens, <laughs> so like they... Okay, so it went super under the radar. Nobody really paid attention to yeah. it. Because it is kind of... It's not really confusing. And most people that can kind of read, read it for what it is... Wrap brain around it, yeah. Well, most people that can read it for what it is is like, hey, they just have a bunch of shit they don't have all the information about. Mm-hmm. Is it aliens? Maybe. Is it... Could it be some shit from some underground well, fight club that made, ask. like, this like, weird thing and they just don't know it? Yeah, it could also be that. It could also be some weird science yeah. cult that's making shit. Yeah. Well, it I was thinking more too. along the lines of, like, if is the, the, the thing that they are finding, are they finding that it's sentient? Or it's well, so what, what? What is it they're finding? What they're doing is they're tying back to the fact that they have this program, and that a lot of these people have been associated with people that are in NASA, in the aerospace community, mm-hmm. that are into science and all this other, uh, you know, astrology or not astrology, but but that are basically sophisticated enough to talk about space and what the possible inhabitants or conditions may be, right? Sure. A lot of the people that the people with this program have been involved with have been people that have speculated that, yes, there is alien life, or that have told us, hey, we need to have special attention on what's out there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're worried about what's here on this rock, on this planet that we're floating around on, but realistically, it's dying just like everything else does, and if we really want to carry on the human legacy is like a thing, we probably need to start searching for other planets. That's why they want to go to Mars, colonize the moon, whatever they're trying to do but there's a very good you know the search for intelligent life that's something that's going to go on forever until we have the technology to communicate with people from other planets that's going to be something that we don't stop or until we come into contact with somebody we don't want to come into contact with and they blow us out of the fucking oblivion but we're always going to search for that contact just like you're always going to search for that tribe you're always going to search for that that connection to something if we have some sort of higher intelligence or higher consciousness that we can achieve but it's through meeting somebody or coming into contact with somebody or something that causes that we're always going to push for that so but at the same time it's 
that's just it. Like, I don't, I don't, where do I, that's the goal. How do we even achieve that? Like, we're on a planet. People want to get to Mars. Like, within the next hundred years, we could very much have people on Mars. Like, that's their plan. By 2030, Elon Musk said he wants somebody on Mars. It's completely possible that we come into contact or we find evidence. We're finding planets like crazy. Another discovery of 2017 was a couple different planets that are within like habitable zones that people can live on and they're close, closer than we've expected. You know, we've discovered planets that are super far, but now we're discovering shit that's really close. I mean, that is something that the people that are, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This blows my mind. I can't even, I can't even talk about it because the possibilities and the different things that could come of discovering life or discovering a planet that has life on it or getting a signal from somewhere or seeing something or discovering something. What the fuck happens, man? Like, what what happens when they say, hey, we made contact with aliens? Everybody put everything else aside. Everybody shut the fuck up about whatever you're complaining about. We've got fucking aliens on line one and they're about to tell us some shit. What's up, aliens? And the aliens give us some profound... Like the robots. We talk about robots teaching us a new consciousness or a new heightened level of awareness because they don't feel emotion, right? So maybe ego disperses or maybe some weird consciousness develops from robot technology because they can teach us something. Imagine if another biological life form made contact with us and told us some shit. That's fucking crazy, right? Am I the only one that's like tripped out about that and the possibility of it actually happening? But the fact that we're stuck here... We'll never see it. I don't think we'll ever see it, which sucks. We've already seen it. How? Through the singularity, through uh, computation, through... But it's stuff we've created. Yeah, our hand is in that for sure. Whatever artificial intelligence sparks is our doing. I think that everything was established before us. We can only manipulate it. So these things were already conceptualized. So like... A computer deciding to do something strange to do that, and we look at it, we're like, it's a dog talking. We've already, we already see that. All I was thinking is that, you know, we, I was talking to this guy who was uh, on the team for Intel working on Watson, and he was talking about how in the next 10 years, computing processors will be faster than human the human brain. Yeah, yeah. Our brain only computes at a terabyte a second. Right. So in the future computers will be com- computing it more That's than been a that's been like the security net for people is a lot of uh, engineers and scientists have come forward and been like, "Hey, w- the most powerful computer on the planet is not more powerful or faster than your brain." Like we can store a lot of information, mm-hmm. but your brain is the fastest processing computer on the planet as of now. And that's kind of been the safety net for everybody with this artificial intelligence fear. But, yeah, they've already said that, hey, no, we're not. It's pretty much been said we're not going to be able to tell the difference. Your your theory of not being able to see between the lines and tell what's real. Well, no, one processor. So the computers are already faster than our brain. Like stacked, if you stack them. Right, right. But, um, but you're talking one, one processing. Yeah, one processing chip, one, one piece that does all the work. Uh, what is it called? Nano... Nanotechnology, I think, is what they're trying Isn't to Isn't nanotechnology like when they want robots like the size of cells Just, to yeah. go into your body and well, but that's cure diseases? Still, it's the same concept, concept? when you're talking really? about building processors. Really? And then on top of that, they're thinking about quantum computing, which is kind of like Bitcoin. I, I don't which know. Which is there's, there's, a, there's no – you can't tell where it came from, and you also can't tell where it's going. 
I don't think that's the but same. But you know as, it like, Aliens, though. Quantum computing is that, though. You can't tell where it's from. You can't tell where it's going. But you know it exists. But it exists because... So if we really Black wanted matter. to... Black matter, what about it? That nobody can... Uh, it, the universe is comprised of it. 99% of the universe right, is black Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I know that. But no one can prove it's there. Correct. But if we were... Say we were to discover black matter. Mm-hmm. It could be something simple that we can explain. It could also be something that we can explain. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know the answer to this, and we may never know the answer to this. It's just black matter. It's just there. And that's the way that that is. If we, as a collective, as a human species, decided that we wanted to unplug and mm-hmm. get rid of these computing that you're talking about, getting, ri- getting rid of these computing languages that we're not sure of, we could. A solar flare could happen and knock everybody off the grid on planet Earth. A comet could come and wipe everybody off, and then they're stuck rebuilding things. The fact that that quantum computing speed and those languages that those two Google computers were talking back and forth that we didn't understand, even though it wasn't significant, mm-hmm. all those weird things that are happening is because of our creation to some extent. Yeah, we may create something that one day creates its own thing. Like art, that's the fear with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that they're going to create something that all of a sudden starts thinking for itself and realizes that, hey, we don't need humans. The planet's going to die. Our job is to optimize things. We're going to get rid of all the humans. They're the threat. That's the fear of AI. I think that's something we created. We may not be able to decode their language fast enough. Mm-hmm. We may not be able to discover it or be aware of it before it it does kill us or get rid of us. But that is because of our creation somewhere along the lineage of its of its existence. Yeah, but I think gr- the, the alien may not. We may discover a particle, a chemical, an element. We may discover something mm-hmm. on another planet that we never so, knew existed. Just like I think, just like we would. Right. It would isolate it. What would isolate what? Well, it would take an isotope from it. You know, it would it would catalog it. Right. Because the system's built to catalog. So. One percent of 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 everything. That sounds very strange, but one uh, percent of that would be, would be would be cataloged. One percent of what? A sample. A sample like of what? Of humans. I mean, of uh, dogs, of cats, or what? Whatever sentient. By an alien species? By an alien species? Maybe it's robots. Who knows? But I they, know, but I think we're talking. I think we're on two different things right now. No, I think we are, because we can't define those things. So the the the, the most intelligent uh, scientists or whatever you want to call them think the world is is fractional. So, right. but like then, quantum theory stuff. No, more along the lines of a fractal universe, but oh, okay, like fractured, right, right, right. Like, um, uh, like multiple universes, yeah, multi, yeah, yeah. multiverse so, theory, whatever it is, yeah, right. and um, that fractured. Is counter society, is counter to society, because we need everything whole. We need everything. I need this coffee to be coffee, but then when we, you know, what's it, cafe and in most other languages, you know. So there's a fracturedness to it. We can't communicate all the time, you know. We can't communicate. I mean, we couldn't. Spanish-speaking countries and... I get what you're saying there, but I feel that it's just like language. Language has origins, and Mm -hmm. you may need to discover those origins before... Like right now, if we find shit that's in like ancient text, we can't really decipher it. We're deciphering it off of information we know, Mm -hmm. and we can speculate to like 80% that that's what that says, like ancient translations and ancient on ancient texts and shit, right? Mm -hmm. But what if with robots, that's my point. 
we, I think, have a better chance. Say this weird AI intelligence comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. We have a better chance of signaling or signifying. Oh, hold on. We have a better chance of being specific Mm -hmm. with how it works and what it works. We have a chance of basically figuring it out. Mm -hmm. We have a higher chance of doing that than we do of figuring out a potential alien encounter. Or dark matter. Man, this goes down what if dark so matter? Much, what if dark matter is something we've never? What if it's something we can't fathom? It's like another. That's like the consciousness thing. What if the aliens come down and give us something that we're just like, what? And our brains explode because we don't understand it because of how our brains function. Maybe mm-hmm. alien brain is different. Well, we're, we're yeah, that's true. Maybe they can't relate. So that's my point. Yeah. I think this technology alien that we may meet one day is going to be of our creation <laughs> and we'll eventually be able to dissect and understand it. Kind of like we did with the human body. We had to open yeah. the human body. We had to observe its bones, its organs, see how it works. And now we have answers to why things happen with the human body. Mm-hmm. We can do that with robots. Then we have to question ourselves though. If we hadn't done that, would we have figured out the same thing anyway? I don't know. Cliffhanger. We're at an hour. We're up. It's an hour and a minute. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, man, this is a very powerful episode. I appreciate you being on. 2017 was a shit show. I think it's safe to say that. We'll be back in 2018. We will be back in 2018. This is the last Common Chaos episode of Unless 2017. The come. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting it. FEMA camps. Um, <laughs> hey, ooh. Apocalypse, baby. Illuminati. Walmart's being turned into FEMA camps. Uh-oh. The containers are being shipped all over. I see the semi-trucks with the containers on them. It's going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Alex Who knows Jones. what those things are? They're covered in some weird fucking furniture store. Something that I'm thankful for for 2017 is... Boxing I, them up, sending them out. UPS delayed. <laughs> what I think is important is that... Uh, U-Haul trucks. Everyday people try to uh, become better, grow a little bit, progress a little bit. I know I try. I may not always succeed, but I try. Um, and I think that's the goal that people... I think that's a goal people Gay should frogs. have is to progress. I'm trying to be serious, sir. I think a goal that people should have is to progress, become better, become wiser, learn things, be open-minded, accept things for just whatever they may be. Be a good person. 2017 was rough on everybody, but it was also good in a lot of different ways. And I hope that everybody enjoyed it. I hope everybody was safe. Thank you guys for supporting me, supporting the podcast, supporting Austin Live and Local, supporting my family, supporting everybody. I appreciate it. I'm thankful for everyone. I know Trent is as well. This has been a a very, uh, it's been another year. And we lived, we experienced things, we learned things. 2018 is right around the corner. Do something. Make a change in your life for the better. Make a change in your life for the better of yourself, for the better of your friends, for the better of your family. Do good to people. uh, And just don't be a shitty person. Spread love. Merry, Merry Christmas. God damn it. Happy New Year. Hope everybody enjoys themselves. We'll see you next year, I guess. That's kind of cheesy, but I appreciate everybody. CommonChaos.net for everything. Thank you, Trent. I love you, brother. Mm-hmm. This is a good year, man. I think it was good. High five to close that bitch out. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah, CommonChaos.net. You're my favorite otter friend.